DJ PK brought to you in part by Zero Res. Dirt, dust, dander, and allergens. No match for Zero Res carpet cleaning. Want the contaminants gone? Call Zero Res. Right now, just $33 per room to get your carpets Zero Res clean. But minimums apply. Call them at 801-288-9376 or schedule online. Zero Res carpet cleaning. DJ PK, we are joined now by Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz. Bowler, good morning. Hey, guys. Yeah, I was hoping that you would maybe sing me into learning to fly. <laughs> That's a good tune. I like the acoustic guitar. Learning well, to fly. There you go. There you go. What's going on? Well, I can't discuss anything with you about the Brooklyn game because I couldn't take it serious. I thought that yeah, Harden yeah. was going to have limited minutes or not play because he went 40 in Portland, and sure enough, it turns out he doesn't play after that, that 40 minutes. So I don't want to talk to you anything about that game. There's not really anything to learn from that game. But I am curious, calling every game, even though you're not on the road with the team this year, I'm still curious if – you think they just they've won three games the way the schedule has set up, you know, the teams haven't been that great. I mean, Brooklyn's got a great record and they were 16 and 2 in their last 18, but that wasn't really Brooklyn. It wasn't even a portion of Brooklyn. So, setting all that aside, can you tell by watching the games the way the guys are carrying themselves and the Zoom calls that you do with them, you observe some we can see you in the corner when we talk to Quinn pregame. You're kind of observing, you know, does Quinn have any points to make? It's a chance for you to pick up one more you know, one more talking point in case there's a blowout. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like the Brooklyn game. And so like I'm just curious game. if you're getting a vibe. Have they turned the corner? Because Bogey got pretty fired up in the post game about. And you displayed a little emotion, like, "Hey, our schedule was real tough. We didn't play great, but we didn't play that bad. You got to factor the schedule in." And so I'm just curious if you think the Jazz really are in a good place back on track right now. You know, I think body language tells me a lot, which only I can read off Zoom and on the floor. Uh, like like you two, uh, you know, it, it's good to see them live, actually. And what I mean by that is, you know, we call games remotely for road games. So I have not had a lot of interpersonal, and I haven't had any personal interchange, but to see them is is is, is big for me as a broadcaster because you can start to kind of, you know, reformulate how they look, how they're reacting to one another in a, in a position of live, a live game situation. So, you know, I would think that they've improved. I think defensively, you're right, the schedule uh, has leaned back in their, in, in their favor, especially now 11-14, including last night at home. Um, but I, I think they're, they work through things. I think defensively, we saw better things. Road, the road is difficult, as we all know, and to pick up back-to-back road wins in this league is a good thing, and I think a positive thing. You know, and back to last night, I'm with you. I was disappointed for the fans that not even one of the so-called big three uh, of the Brooklyn Nets couldn't answer the bell, which was, by the way, a nationally televised game as well, on as we call it, on a side-by-side with us and ESPN. You make a good point, DJ. Forty for Harden, but he couldn't play because of a sore neck. I don't, I don't get it. But I'm not Harden. We know KD's got an issue, and Kyrie decided to stay back for personal matters. And then Blake Griffin didn't play, uh, protecting a knee that's been an issue for him uh, most of the last three years. So, yeah, I think the Jazz for me last night. 
uh, DJ, was that they did not play down to the level of the second-level players of the Nets, and they continued to be aggressive throughout the game and to win by 30. It wasn't a four or five-point, you know, wow, we barely squeezed it out. So I think the 30-point win gives a little bit more credence to how the Jazz played last night, at least from my observation. Yeah, because we saw against Houston that first game after the break, you know, Houston's a watered-down team, too. And they let them hang around, had a run, blah, blah, blah. And obviously against the Nets, it didn't happen. And so they blew them off the floor. So that's the positive sign. But things are going so well for this team. Like we're creating stress points. We're, because <laughs> yeah. we're, so, you know, we're, we're coming up with stuff to worry about. And so Bogdanovich, very pointed in his comments, this is the worst shooting slump that I've had since I've been in the league. And a guy's a proven uh, shooter, obviously, from the field, from distance, you know, and really anywhere, and it's not getting it done. So we're concerned about that. Well, then we see, okay, he comes out and shoots the ball well, but now we got Jordan Clarkson hasn't been shooting the ball well. So our stress point is it is it turning from Bogdanovich <clears throat> to Clarkson and and Joe? All of a sudden, he went one for seven. But we were discussing earlier. Well, if he shoots twenty eight uh, threes in any twenty eight shot stretch and makes 19 of them would be ecstatic so should we really get alarmed with joe and really are these stress points stuff that we're creating because we've got to have something to worry about because that's just the sure. nature of life yeah. or do we step back and say well come on man uh, these guys are proven commodities so if one or two guys all two guys are off well then three or four guys are going to be on and there's nothing to worry about where do you stand on that yeah pk uh, wise you are yoda uh, just, I think it was a Yoda comment. Uh, you know, I, I think we're seeing something new, by the way, for the Jazz and for Jazz fans, and that is, um, I'll use a big word, a plethora of threes. I mean, Ooh, nice. every night. Thank you. I mean, last night, I mean, you're putting, you hit 23. Help me out. I don't, I'm driving, so. Yeah, it's 23. It, 40, yeah, 23 of how many, 43? Or was it 50. I don't think it got to 50, uh, but hold on. I'll have it for you in a second. Go ahead with your bigger point, and we can but, back for that. But the point is that I think that we're seeing so many three-point attempts on a given night, which which Jazz fans have never seen, that the three-point shot is so much more right in front of our face, PK, to your point, is that there are going to be nights that someone's hot, like George Niang last night, Okay. He picks up the slack where he hadn't scored in two straight, and he comes on and looks like you know a Joe Ingles uh, in in the way that he shot the ball and hit hit his not what four threes. He was five. So, he was five of eight, and so was Donovan. The team was five. Yeah, the team was twenty three of fifty five for forty two percent. So insane. Yeah. Fifty five threes that were taken last night. So my point is, is I believe that that just brings those numbers, PK, to your point, to the forefront even more on a given night, every night. Who's got the hot hand? It may not be Clarkson for three or four, and it may not be Joe now for one or two. But, you know, all of a sudden, George Niang knocks down five. And, and, and you know, and the way that Conley and Donovan played in the first half last night uh, kind of just overshadows maybe a, a, a couple of players with a, a, with a downslide. But then they recover. And that's the way this team kind of works. When you have that many sharpshooters, not everyone's going to be on. But when they are, they're going to set 
NBA or franchise records for 28 makes, and they're far, probably not far away from knocking down 30 in a game. So I think that's kind of where we are, where we worry when one or two players seem to be off, but yet someone else picks it up, and you still knock down 23 threes last night. It's an amazing thing how many, how many of the players, how many Jazz players actually have the ability to go off from three on a given night. So I remember with the statues, and everything has to be compared to them because they went to the finals twice and no other team has and uh, in Jazz history has, and that's what everyone wants this team to do is to be back there fighting for that championship again. And they were able to go on hot streaks after the All-Star break and close out a 30- or 35-game stretch with a phenomenal record. Do you think this team is up for that? Do you think there needs to be inevitably one more storm? There's 29 games to go. Basically, can they sprint to the finish here? Or you think, hey, there's going to be a hiccup, and whether that's okay or not, we'll decide when we see the hiccup and why it happens and what it looks like. Well, there's always hiccups, but I think that the schedule, I think the Jazz maybe got through the most difficult stretch of a month where you had the the five, the four games prior to the All-Star game, then you had the All-Star break, and then you had the one game at home, and then you go back out on five. And so to me, one home game in a month is is ridiculous. But welcome to the NBA of what is the COVID season of 72 games. So I think the schedule sets up for the Jazz to take advantage of having the opportunity to have another run, and they should, uh, if they stay healthy right now. This team has been remarkably healthy. They've had the hamstring. They had the concussion protocol for for Donovan. Uh, You know, Rudy looked a little, you know, for a minute last night, came down on his leg a little wrong. We'll see how that goes. But um, I think with the 11 of 14 at home, it's set up the best home team in the NBA. I mean, they've won 17 consecutive games at Vivint Arena, and I don't know if that's going to change. And you know what that does? It shadows what – Stockton and Malone were able to do during those championship games, championship title runs, because they dominated teams at home. And there was a feeling when you walked in, then Delta Center, you had no way. You just wanted to survive and get out. And I kind of feel like that's building back to where that was. And when that happens, obviously you can start talking about making a drive to the Western Conference uh, Finals. But to your point, there's still a lot of basketball to be played. Look, LeBron's down right now. How long's he on? But I, we were talking last night. I don't know. There's about three teams in this league that don't care what position they are in the playoffs. Probably the Brooklyn Nets would be one. The Lakers and the Clippers would be another two teams that I would think could care less where they end up in the seedings. But for the Jazz, I think it is important to have that home court advantage and the number one seed because it just plays better into their hands a team learning how to really take it to the next level. But we'll wait and see. But I think right now, if the Jazz want to make their run, the schedule is set up to help them do that. My thought for you, man, since we're, we're worrying about stuff that really doesn't matter that much, are these lack of 10 games that they're going to play, is it going to cost the Jazz the best all-time record in franchise history? <laughs> Well, I guess we'll asterisk uh, it, PK, <laughs> right? I love those asterisk conversations. Well, if, if they had played 82, they wouldn't have, or they would have. <laughs> yeah. I, I, see, I've kind of learned through 
Oklahoma City and, you know, having the season postponed last year in a bubble and now 72 games. I'm just glad there's, you know, play. And I just, I think I've learned that I'm just glad we get games, you know, on an every other night basis. 82, great. Probably for the players and the way they're traveling and the way these games are packed together pretty tight. You know, we've got a back-to-back coming up uh, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, against Memphis. It's like a playoff series. They're playing the Grizzlies. How about that? Three times in six days. I mean, that just doesn't happen during the regular season. So um, we'll see what they learn. PK, I, I wouldn't be surprised what comes out of the COVID situation here is that teams do in the future play little mini-series on back-to-backs when they travel like into L.A. later in April, you play the Lakers twice, you go to Phoenix, uh, maybe you go to Denver and stay for three days and play two games down the road. I wouldn't be surprised because it cuts down on travel and it still gives players more time to rest. But, again, that'll be something Adam Silver and the NBA will will have to figure out. But maybe not a bad thing coming out of what has been a really difficult, uh, a difficult season and a half so far. Well, uh, we were actually we've been talking about that, and we are on the same page with you. That of all the things that they've adapted because of this last crazy year we've gone through, that that's one of the things that looks like it has a good chance to stick. Yeah. I think a lot of people yeah. are in favor of that, so that one probably will stick. Uh, and then, as far as the best record in franchise history, uh, sixty-four wins. The Statues won seventy-eight percent of their games on their way to the. Uh, Championship, uh, the finals against the Bulls. And so uh, the 74.4, right now, they, they'd have to pick up the pace to get there if it were an 82-game yes. season. So right, maybe right. we won't have to put an asterisk next to it. That's a pretty high bar. Uh, sure. But but if they have that great finish over the final 29 games, maybe it'll become an issue. As PK says, that's something we can worry about that doesn't really matter. But it'll give us something to talk about, and we'll worry about it anyway. Although I don't think it matters. Let's give us something to talk about. A little mystery to figure out. <laughs> underrated good. song. Totally underrated song. Underrated. Underrated. Hey, no, real quick, just if you look at the last week of the regular season, the one thing that is different that sticks out to me, uh, and again, it's it's – the teams that are already played themselves out of the playoffs. Usually, I, you know, we would have, oh, say, a Denver back in the day with Harden, and uh, it would be, uh, you know, Houston or Oklahoma City, even though it, there are the Thunder, I believe, the last game of the season. Uh, there aren't games of magnitude, and that is going to be interesting as well to see how the Jazz finish. They've never been one to rest players. And I just wonder how that will play out as well. Just a just a something to to think about. Get it? Think about down the stretch. Bowler, you are Joe Ingles' warm up act. Job well done. We're all warmed up. We're ready for Joe coming up next. We'll tell him you tell say hello. Joe, tell Joe actually I miss the guy. Uh, all I see is his uh, his hot hand and his great smirk uh, <laughs> when he looks back at uh, his opponent and gives him that little Aussie smile. But uh, yeah, miss our chats, after, and I know he really enjoys having the media around uh, after shoot-arounds, but those are fun times. But uh, tell Joe to keep on jingling, okay? All right, we'll do that. Thanks, Bowler. Thanks, guys. All right, Joe Ingles is coming up next. Stay with us, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.